It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. It's, uh, it's morning. That's why I'm drinking beer. Consequence Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the uh, the series and the episode. Uh, of course, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. Uh, you'll get three new interviews sent to you every single week. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That makes it a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones. You can do so at any of the usual spots, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at uh, NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, uh, YouTube for the video versions anywhere you get your podcast from. Just subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. In fact, if you do it over at Apple Podcasts, if you're not already subscribed over there, you could do us a big favor and help the podcast grow just by heading to Apple Podcasts, hit the follow button, and then leave a review. Reviews go so far into helping these podcasts out. You know that, right? So uh, so head over there, leave the review. Then, then what you can do is take a screenshot of that review and drop it in the link in the show notes right there. And uh, you do that, you could win some cool merch from Consequence. But of course, you could also help out, uh, you know, what we're doing here uh, go even further. And there's lots of reasons to do that. Just consider the guests that have been on recently. Uh, guests like Julia Michaels and Ben Rice. They were on uh, earlier this week and uh, talking. they soundtracked the new Disney movie Wish. Uh, we had Omar J. Dorsey. He's part of the cast of Bookies. On Max, uh, we had Stacey Kent talking about her new record. Roseanne Cash dropped by. Kate Siegel discussing the fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. And speaking of Netflix, uh, Shelley Hennig was also here to talk about that show, Obliterated. We had ex-ambassadors, the band Chicago, R.E.M., the cast of Goosebumps, the director from Hunger Games, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was here, and Dolly Parton was here as well. That's just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith With podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today so excited to once again be talking with synth pop legend and one half of Erasure, Vince Clark. Of course, Vince also uh, helped start Depeche Mode and Yaz, and with all of that in his career, he's never done a solo record until now. It's called Songs of Silence, and while he is this mad genius of melody and catchy songs, this record is actually drone and ambient music there's uh i would say there's no hooks yet 
it still ends up being something that it totally captures you as you're listening to it. So we're going to talk about how he did that, how the record came to be. It was sort of an accident, nothing that he ever intended to do. So we'll get the backstory on that. Uh, he took inspiration from Blade Runner 2049. We'll hear about that and why ambient music is having a real moment right now. Uh, Vince is going to go on to discuss how his videos give the songs another dimension, uh, adapting an old Union folk song, uh, maybe a desire to work with Philip Glass, and of course I'm going to ask where they are with the next Erasure album as well. All that and more, we're talking Songs of Silence. It's Kyle Meredith with Vince Clark. Kyle, hi. I've already listened to this album multiple times, especially over the past couple of weeks. Uh, well, since it's been released, and um, I've just fallen in love with it. But but as I read and as I like, kind of love hearing, you never even meant for this to be a thing. Is that right? Yeah, it was. It was really. It started off. It started uh, during lockdown in New York, um, and it was really me just doing some sound experiments in my studio. Um, I had no intention of creating an album. I just started making these tracks, and um, for my own, for my for my own sanity, really. And then it wasn't until I, I mean, I, I played the tracks to to my friend at Mute Records, and uh, he suggested, you know, that perhaps we could turn it into a, into an album. But it was, as I say, it was never my intention. It was I was quite happy just to continue doing these experiments and keeping myself um, active. I, I guess when I say it's funny, because, you know, when I think about the catalog that you've put out in the world, that all the music that you've given us through the years, and, and you know, assuming most of that might have been intentional, and it just landing in a way, you know, some of the greatest songs of all time. And here you have something that wasn't meant for anything, and still it lands in the same way with me. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when I, I, I when I, and making and writing with Andy uh, for Erasure, you know, there is always an end game, which is the release of a record. But I was really doing these tracks for my own uh, sanity. Um, you know, there was obviously for myself and for everyone, there was lots of bad things happening around around us, and I found doing this kind of music to be a almost like a therapy, really. And then when Daniel from U Records suggested it become an album, then it became rather than Drone One, Drone Two, Drone Three, Drone Four. Then I had to start thinking about titles, and uh, then suddenly it's a record. But I mean, you know, to be honest, the, the best thing about this project has, and it always is, is the process. You know, I like I like to be in the studio. I like to be in the studio, and I'd like to see. Uh, what happens with my various audio experiments. Do you, maybe it's, you know, what you were talking about, what was going on in the world and everything, but um, droney sounds being one thing, but do you find that the, because it's, what I'm getting at, it, it still feels so cohesive. This, you know, the, the the movements, and I think you've called them in the past, the events that happened on this record. You know, what's the mood that you did find with these songs? Well, it's, it was different, really. I mean, the first track, the first track that I worked on was inspired by I was watching Blade Runner 2 I'm a huge fan of science fiction and I was listening I watched it for about four or five times I think and on the fifth time I started paying attention to the soundtrack and I thought to myself well, I could I can do Blade Runner 3 I reckon so I went to into the studio and um, made this 
this kind of uh, soundscape. And then I played it. I, I sent the track to my friend Reed Hayes, who plays cello, and he put this this amazing cello uh, part to, to the track. And suddenly it went from being something very synthetic to something very human. And I think the tone of that track is the tone, the sentiment behind that track is the sentiment behind all of the tracks from the album, which is quite sad. And we're talking about the uh, limitations of Jeremiah, right? Yeah. yeah. The scent on the human side. I mean, we're still, you're still hitting on Blade Runner, I think. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's the whole concept that's that's the whole concept i thought doesn't it always come back back to blade runner in a way someone was asking me why i like the the blade runner scores which i do i liked it and i wasn't really able to verbalize it other than it just makes me feel good you know, you've lived inside it a bit more like why why do we return to maybe that score specifically but even that sound like why is that comfortable to us when it's supposed to be cold I, I don't know. I think the coldness is the comfort, actually, you know. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if you're a fan of Blade Runner, but, you know, when the Blade Runner 2 came out, I'm thinking to myself, well, there's no way it's going to be as good as the first movie. And I, I watched it the first time and I thought, no. But then by the time I got to the fourth viewing, I thought, you know, this is really, really good. The storyline, the way that it all joins up to the, to the, to the previous movie. And there's a certain comfort in that, I think. You know, it wasn't absolutely new characters. Um, so I, I, I don't think that the set, the soundtracks for those kind of movies are necessarily cold. Um, I think they're more wondrous. I mean, they're definitely the uh, the imagination, the, the futurism that goes along with it. Yeah, I buy into... I mean, time travel, science fiction, yeah, but even further, like, a, put me in a time travel movie, and this isn't really a time travel thing, but it, it almost works in there. And that, I mean, that's, yeah... I go, well, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if it's a good movie. If it's a time travel, I'll watch it. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray 
that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Vince Clark. I don't know. Ambient music, if I'm reading the room right, seems to be having a moment right now. Yes, that's definitely true. I mean, um, uh, myself and a friend, we were doing a radio show. We did a a two-hour spot um, every two weeks a local radio station and it was basically synthesizer music or electronic music and after you know after we'd run out of gary newman remixes i started delving into new electronic music and i realized how much uh, electronic ambient music has developed i mean it's quite incredible really i mean you know 20 years ago if you said ambient music i would have said well that's the sound of waves brushing against the beach or or singing whales in the ocean, but um, it's much beyond that. And I think it's, it's a lot to do with the technology that's available now for people to use. Um, there's much more room for experimentation. And of all of the the, the fields of electronic, or well, the, the types of electronic music, I think that, that the ambient music has been developing the fastest. And as you say, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it is quite recent. But there's some amazing, doing this radio show, it was an opportunity for me to really discover new artists and new music and to see what they were doing and what they were up to. And I was I was astounded at, at you know, how almost limitless this whole spectrum was. Yeah, I, I don't know how much you allow yourself to to place yourself in the pantheon of of, of how that genre has developed. Obviously, you were there at the forefront of it. Um, as well as Gary Newman and, you know, th- that whole crew. Do you hear your fingerprints and any of that stuff as you're discovering the new bits? No. I mean, for this particular, I mean, for, the, for this, this this album that I've just, uh, that we've just released, it's not a song-based album. You know, there are no verses or choruses or bridges or sections, really. And it's a, it's a new, it's a new genre or uh, sub-genre for me. And I was always curious like when I listened when I listened to some of this experimental electronic stuff, how people manage to keep it interesting without the use of the traditional kind of verse chorus format. So that's why I said earlier, I mean, you know, that, that whole process of learning a little bit of how to do that and how to make it keep it interesting um was the, was the was the best bit of this whole whole project. And it is those moments that they happen. You know, you mentioned Reed on the cello. I mean, when he comes in on Jeremiah, and that was one of those moments where I, I, I did, I just stopped and I was like, "Oh my god!" 
you know, these incredible little moments, but also in, and, and just hitting back on something you, you talked about having to come up with the titles of them. Mm. That title ends up being a little timely. I think with what's happening in the world, you said you didn't mean that. How, how does it work for you then? How, you know, how do these titles arrive with the actual, I mean, do they have anything to do with the sounds themselves? Well, it was quite interesting because I've never had to do it. I've never had to name tracks or name albums. I've always left it to Andy because I've never been that interested in it, to be honest. And then, um, you know, I knew that I couldn't call the tracks Drone 1 and Drone 2. But for some reason, the titles for the tracks came almost immediately. It took me, I think, it was about 30 minutes for me to come up with the titles for all of the tracks. And the title of the album itself, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of a homage to um, the sounds of, of silence. Uh, you know, and I'm a, I'm a huge Paul Simon fan. Um, but also, I mean, it, it actually describes exactly what the record is. You know, it's not a vocal, it's not a vocal album. It's not a song album. But um, because of those titles, of course, you know, like I'm a product of my time. My, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. You know, I grew up in the music video generation. So songs and image, they're married. Anytime I hear certain songs, I it just I see the video, you know, and I could go through dozens and dozens of videos. It's like that's that's the one. So when you give these songs titles, that's where my mind goes. You know, it's suddenly I'm putting together that movie in my head, even though I've never seen it. Does it work? This like, are you seeing the visuals as you're as you're hearing these? Well, that's interesting, actually, what you say because it, it almost gives the the song kind of like the, uh, uh, another d- dimension. As you say, I mean, you might listen to the track and think of it in, in in a certain way, then you see the title, and then suddenly it's something different. And we just did um we did a kind of a performance of the album in London a couple of weeks ago, and that. I incorporated lots of visuals for that for that for that performance. Made lots of videos, commissioned a few people to make videos, and then again, suddenly there's a third dimension. So, and I love the way that you can take a track, put an image to it, or a moving image to it, and it becomes and means something completely different. But that's how soundtracks work, right? I mean, really, you know. If if I were to do the score for if I had done the score for Blade Runner two, you know it could have it could have turned out to be something completely different, not not, not a different film, but you'd see something different because of what you were hearing. And we'll be right back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Vince Clark. There, and it is a vocalist album, but you know you do have a song like uh, like Blackleg, mm. which I don't know if you call those vocals. What's the story behind this one? Yeah, so Blackleg Minor was um, it's an old it's it's an old um, Union song from the UK. I was about I think it must have been at least twenty years ago. But Martin Ware from Heaven Seventeen 
gave me a, a probably a cassette of that recording of the acapella vocal. And at the time, he and I were doing music for um, art installations. And he gave me this 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 uh, track and said, you know, maybe you can make something of it. And I tried for years to do something with it because it was such a it's such a moving piece of audio, and I never could. And then I had this track going of, of one of my drones going. And I thought, I wonder if this will work. So I just I placed this acapella vocal against the track, and I didn't tune it. I didn't time stretch it. I didn't time it or anything it just sat there absolutely perfectly against this drone track and i thought well that's karma and i love i mean i don't know if you know anything about black leg miners not much so back in the day where when mining unions first um started happening um, in order to break the strike the mine owners would employ miners from outside the town to come in and work mines and these were non-union members and they were and, and they were called blacklegs hmm. but they were hated scabs because they were scabs yes exactly yeah. i mean because obviously they were trying to break the strike and uh the, the, the lyrics on that particular song were quite violent um, quite harsh i mean it has been the song has been covered by a few other bands in the past and a lot of times people have taken out the really, really violent bits of, of lyrics. But I just wanted to include everything. I mean, and it's not, um, it's not a, you know, it, it was a political statement. It's not a political statement from my perspective. It was more of a historical observation. So, um, yeah, that's how that track started. That's how that track became. Well, it is. It's a powerful moment in there. Um, without even knowing the backstory, it kind of works. You know, it's and you know, of course, your ears perk up. I mean, here's vocals suddenly. Here's here's someone talking. You know, it's like just that, just that anything new. But that's you know, not to take away from what this album is, and I'm throwing a completely hypothetical out there. But uh, because you've worked with so many infamous, iconic vocalists over the years, like, could you imagine if is there someone you would think you could want to work with on a record like this? with a mood like this do you do you have that kind of person you'd have in mind i don't know i mean i think if um if philip glass gave me a phone call then i would probably say yeah right mate we can <laughs> be together um but you know i i like the i i like the solitude of doing stuff like this on my own and whether it be whether it be an album or whether it just be for my own satisfaction you know, I don't, it, you know, usually down in the street, my, 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 no one's really interested in what I do here in my house, apart from the cat. So it's usually just me and the cat listening to like hours and hours of droning music. Cat's got good taste. <laughs> yeah, he, he stays there. And if I pull out my acoustic guitar, he just leaves. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> Your cat knows what he likes. That's uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> On the on the other side, do you know what's next for Eraser? Yeah, so I've, I've be, even before I started with this project, I, I I was working on some demos and ideas for the next Erasure record. Our tour, the last Erasure tour, got pulled short, got stopped, got cancelled quite suddenly. So, um, and then COVID happened, 
And so I started working on tracks for the next Erasure record. So I've got all of that prepped. I've got all of my ideas prepped anyway, my demos prepped. And uh, I think Andy's going to, Andy and I will be coming together and working together at the beginning of, uh, uh, beginning of uh, early next year. Beginning of early next year? We'll, be starting, we'll start working early next year on an Erasure record. Do you find, do you find that there's any bleed over from this project to that sound wise? I think invariably there always is, you, you know, of course, you know, you learn, you know, you, you do one project project and you learn certain tricks or techniques and they're bound to be incorporated in your next, in your next project. It's the same when I do remixes for people, you know, I, I, I learn little tricks and if they're successful, then they invariably end up in an erasure record as well. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing Andy singing on a drone track. That's in my head. I want to hear that. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a juxtaposition right there. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vince, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this today. I really, really love hearing this album. My wife, who's a bit more of a pop fan, she's had this on in her office now several times. So it's uh, you're getting some good spins around our household. So I appreciate you taking the time. You're buddy, buddy. Thank you very much. You're very kind. And my thanks to Vince. The new album is called Songs of Silence. Thanks to you, of course, for checking out the episode. Again, please do hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Uh, Three new interviews sent to you every single week. New one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones. All the usual spots, Spotify, Apple Podcast, NPR, WFPK.org. Uh, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. If you're already subscribed, please do leave a review. Again, that goes so far in helping us uh, uh, take the show further. Uh, just leave the review wherever you listen from. Uh, and then, and then after that, <laughs> head over to WFPK.org. So I do a show. It's Monday through Friday, and it starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. You get uh, lots of favorite and fun songs from the 70s, 80s, especially the 90s. Uh, best in new music. There's bonus interviews. Uh, lots of music news as well. Again, Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on any of the social media sites. The address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. All right, mate, I'll, uh, I will speak to you. Well, hopefully I'll speak to you sometime in the future when you're a little older. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.